This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando-ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Whatever you want to believe. 
You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You're goddamn right. Jersey Judah voice is a lot better. My voice is back. I'm back with another edition, another episode, Thanksgiving edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. I'm on the road right now. About to be back in my house in a little bit. Figure I'd do something that I haven't done in a while, which is just talk. That's right. There is going to be no video reactions, no responses, just my voice. And I wanted to talk about something when it comes to like the red pill, the crimson capsule, right? When you have women who will blatantly use men as utility, they will use men as a wallet. This is why you would have men going your own way in the red pill. Now, a lot of situations can result into the red pill. I don't think that it's just breakups, but breakups have a big part to do with it. Um, I don't think it's necessarily guys getting rejected that find the red pill. I think for somebody like me, who I kind of was putting the pieces together before the red pill and the red pill was just there to verify. So the usury of the modern day female, right? When it comes to a man, especially a modern day woman who is at the age late, probably late twenties, mid thirties, she's no longer looking for like a worthy partner. She's just looking for utility. She's looking for the beta male provider. She's looking for the man that will forget about her past or essentially won't even care because most of these guys aren't even aware enough to notice what a woman has been through, through her behavioral patterns. I mean, (laughs) when a woman reaches that point, and like I said before, um, I still got to upload the episode I did earlier, but I'm going to, I'm going to upload Uh, Both of these episodes the day after Good Friday or Black Friday, whatever the fuck you call it. Um, But as I stated earlier in last episode that I didn't upload yet, um, once a woman gets to a point to where she can casually hook up and feel absolute no intimacy in doing so, she's far gone. So her abilities to pair bond don't really exist. Or if she has the ability to pair bond, it's usually for someone who's absolutely out of their league. You always hear about guys being out of the woman's league, right? You always hear that. Or you'll see you'll see a situation where it's a guy, right? And the guy is pretty much a square, right? He's like IT type of guy, computer tech type of guy. 
but he's with this smoking hot wife. And then guys who are like not aware of what's going on, they would say, well, how did this man get such a woman, right? Well, he's the utility. He's no longer a person and not, not, not saying that women are just completely sociopathic, but that woman who will be with that guy, she doesn't look at that man the same way that she looks at Chad's. She looks at that man as the answer to her problems financially. This is the security, stability type of guy. This is the quote unquote safe guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's right. The safe guy. <clears throat> the safe guy, which in this example can still be the IT computer guy. That guy could have possibly been in that woman's orbit for probably like five to ten years. And he's not, the, the sad part about it is, He's he wasn't one of those like guys who act like they're nice guys just to try to get laid. He's genuinely a nice person. So that woman already knows, like, okay, I got me a sucker. You know, she'll put the guy on layaway. Oh, you know, she'll say things like, well, in the future, you never know. I just need to find myself right now. Um, I need to think things. I, I need to think things over, and that guy will wait hopelessly. He will hopelessly wait for that woman to be available for him like a lost puppy. And and the crazy thing about it is that woman knows it. Right. So that guy who pretty much gets into a situation ship. He gets fucked over. Right. A, A lot of ways that these guys get fucked over by the women they're with. Because, like I said, he doesn't know that he is strictly a security blanket for that woman. He doesn't know that that woman doesn't necessarily find him attractive, but the possibilities of what that guy can do for her financially is. So she's going to play, she's going to play that, she's going to play that role. And it it was similar to the episode that I brought up last week where the woman was just talking about how she can just easily manipulate a man by acting like the good girl, acting like the girl next door, acting like the bad bitch. And she was she was single handedly telling on herself. You see what I mean? That guy who's the IT guy or that guy who's like pretty much average slash sub five with the smoking hot woman. He doesn't understand that if he loses that income, if he doesn't have that high paying career, then that woman is not going to be around. I'm telling you nine times out of 10 shit always happens. Always. So you would have one side of the spectrum, which I guess would be like the male space that will say, well, that guy just works for what he has. He gets the women because he has the money. 
But if you don't have that genuine attraction from a woman, obviously she's just going to use you for your money. You see, that's like the weird dynamic of this shit, right? Like relationships where, all right, if a man uses a woman for her body, he's considered he's considered a creep. He's considered an asshole. But at least that body personally belongs to that woman versus the woman that uses the man for income that she can honestly get herself if she actually went out there and worked. So it's, it's a weird dynamic. So I was just saying to myself, because I was listening to a lot of streams today. I was listening to, uh, I listened to a little Undead Chronic. I was able to catch the Hammerhand stream for Thanksgiving. And it just made me think like, man, it's been a while since I just push record and talk shit. Little music in the intro. I still have the Black Ram 313 video to play. Matter of fact, I might still play that. Probably. I want to light this joint. This is the last joint I'm that I have right now until Wednesday, which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Six days of sobriety after this joint. One second. Ah, uh, Yes. So I'm going to be sort of power phrasing from what I've heard, a, a couple of interesting things that I've heard. Where, like I said, a man will simply be used for his utility. Now, don't get it twisted. A woman in her 20s, she'll also use a man as a utility but she'll put herself out there as a sex object to get that utility. So like I've always stated, and shout out to Austria D for saying this, to be woman today is to be prostitute. Because plain and simple, if you got something that a man wants, then the man's going to buy into it. A man's going to invest in you. All you have to do is appear. The man has to perform in order to make the money, in order to use that as leverage. And I think, I think more so now than ever, um, men are finally waking up. I don't think that it will change the, the relationship, uh, the relationship dynamic. I think women are going to still be stuck in their ways. They're going to be doing whatever they want to do. And men will have a decision. You're either, and it's not like you take the red pill or you take the blue pill. Not necessarily, no. <clears throat> you either come to that understanding and realize that a lot of women are pretty much after you for what you have instead of who you are. It's like women, and I was listening, I was listening to, or I was watching a stream that Hammerhand did with a couple of people. I forgot their names, but I know Brittany Fenty was one of those people. And y'all, y'all should know who Brittany Fenty is. It's a she's pretty much a conservative chick, or I would say she LARPs as conservative, but I don't really think she's like conservative conservative. Because once a woman puts her body out there on OnlyFans, you can't really promote like traditionalism like that. I don't think that's really a thing. But anyway, I was checking out 
an interview or a stream or like one of those group chat shits. And she was talking about how, and it was always like women always want to be victims, even of their own circumstances. Like she's talking about how it's degrading and a little power phrasing how it's degrading how men will treat women on OnlyFans, but women put themselves out there for monetary gain on OnlyFans. Like, a man's a simp. Like, a man who gives woman money to take her clothes off on OnlyFans is a simp. It's a soy boy, right? Weak-minded. Porn's free, but you're paying to see a particular girl naked. That, like, to me, like... As a man, like, that self-accountability has to be, like, addressed. Like, it's not about just going on here and, like, roasting, roasting, like, feminazis. Because, look, with feminism, right, most men, shout out to Undead Chronic for proving this point, including myself to a degree, are first wave feminists. Why? Because we either don't care about the 19th Amendment or we we will stand for the 19th Amendment, which is the right for women to vote. Me personally, I can care less. That's not to say that I that women shouldn't vote. I just don't care either way. Um, when you have a country in which democracy doesn't really exist, the republic doesn't really exist, you just have complete and utter chaos and you have people in high places playing with numbers, playing with vote counts, doing everything. The Dominion. Was it the Dominion? What did they call that fucking? Um, I think it was the Dominion, the vote counter machine. When you had corrupted shit like that, you have an election day turn into election week. You have COVID-19 all of a sudden not even brought up ever again after a particular person gets into office. You kind of have to start questioning things. So when I hear like, when I hear chicks talk, like when it's not that they're it's not that they talk red pill shit. They're just like based. And this is my way of excuse me. This is my way of saying. <clears throat> I believe women are better off based than trying to be a part of the red pill. Like that to me, or to be a part of the male space where you talk to women about males' issues. It's like Courtney Ryan, like chicks like her. No disrespect to her, but it's like it's an easy talking point for her because she's decently attractive. She has friends who are attractive and they talk about men's issues. So who's going to watch it? You guessed it, men. Easy strategy, right? So let me let me try to shield. This is this is what I'm going to do in this episode. I'm going to shill for certain females, right? Now, there's not many of them that I would shill for. Pearly things, in my opinion, is fairly based. If not, if she she has her own platform and she has her own little network, so whether people like it or not, whether people will call it red pill light or not, it's it's pretty much red pill, right? Um, other people that I've mentioned, and, and, and it's guys are very critical about this shit, right? Like guys are very critical about these talking points, especially when it's coming from women. So guys will dig up a bitch's history. 
Now, do I do I stand by it? No. Do I go against it? Am I against that? No, because it's the male talking space. It's almost as if I would come on here and just talk about feminism and why feminism is great and why feminist women deserve respect, praise, and love, and they're strong and independent. Women will attack me before men, I think, because women almost expect those type of guys to go out there and cape for them just to get monetary gain in the same way that, you know, the 304 slur does on OnlyFans. It's no difference. It's like when I heard information that and I'm not and I really don't want to diss the dead and I'm not dissing the dead. I'm just pointing out what I heard. When I heard that Kevin Samuels charged somebody like $10,000 for like some phone calls and consultations and shit, I'm like, damn, the grift is real. The grift is real. Everybody's grifting though. So it's not it's not necessarily a disrespect. It's just you when you hear stories like this, you start to question the sincerity of these individuals. And it's always weird like it's like when you it's like when you realize how fake the music industry is, there's just like industry plants. There's guys who had fathers or uncles who were record record executives or um, they were working in radio. It's always like nepotism. So when these people sort of pop out, it's like it's like this non-blood related nepotism. Like they know this guy. And, you know, this guy and it's like, look, the information is always going to be what it is. The message is always going to be what it is. It's just when you see situations and you hear about situations like this, you question their um, sincerity. But like that, that whole, that social dynamic, well, the social dynamic of the red pill almost doesn't exist because for a person to just blatantly go out there and say that he's red pill publicly, it's almost like social suicide because you'll be looked at you're, like I've said it, I said this in a uh, previous episode that I didn't upload, by the way, yet, where in the red pill or in the manosphere or in MGTOW, well, actually, minus MGTOW, in the red pill or in other sectors in the manosphere, you're either seen as a basement dwelling incel or you're seen as a womanizing uh, uh, costume alpha. It's like it's too you can't be the person who's about self-development today because it's almost like foreign language to a woman who never heard red pill. I mean, yeah, she's heard Tate. She's heard fresh and fit to me. That's like, at this point, it's like mainstream. She hasn't heard the underground. Like, like everyday guys talk about the shit. It's always, you know, celebrity level niggas. And with that name being, you know, whoever you are, it comes with that reputation and it comes with that negativity. Um, simply put, a woman can take a clip, take, take 10 seconds out of a clip and just repost it and say that you're hateful, you're misogynistic, et cetera, et cetera. Whether it was a joke, whether it was something she took out of context, it doesn't matter. 
You see what I mean? So it's like, it's very difficult to create like a podcast. This is like a podcast for normies. This is a podcast for like low tier, low tier guys who's understanding and and who've heard about the red pill. And like, like I stated before, like it's not putting myself in the echo chamber but there are guys who I listen to more more so than others. But even when the guys that I listen to constantly, um, you know, I still have my own personal beliefs. Um, my whole personal beliefs when it comes to everything. Um, religion, which is the lack thereof to me. Religion is, is you know, not good. Um, the relationship with God is great. The religion that restrains man from another man from their personal beliefs and backgrounds, bad separation. Racism. What do I think of racism? I think racism is funny. I, I, and it's, it's not, I don't feel bad saying this because I always wanted to say this. Racism is funny to me. Now I grew up hanging out with a lot of white friends and, um, we just grew up racial as fuck. Like that's not racist, but racial. Where it's like, you can be judgmental about another group of people within race without being hateful or without being racist. You'll either just be seen as, let's face it, you'll be seen as ignorant, you'll know any fucking better, or you'll just be a goofy nigga joking around. See, like that, that to me, like racism, and I'm talking like Xbox Live days where you'll hear white kids call it, call call motherfuckers niggers and shit hard R and it's funny to me that shit is hilarious all right it's funny to me I get a kick out of it it's like hey you ever seen the Dave Chappelle episode with um with Bixby the blind nigga who thought he was white and in the clan yeah it's like that that's that's humor to me that's funny um the whole divide and conquer tactic that's going on that's been going on in this country I don't like that. I do believe that people should be separated within uh, politics, which is why I try to get more black people to be based and conservative than be a cucked out liberal, simply because like there needs to be a balance here. I get tired of seeing weak minded niggas on the left just blindly supporting the fuckery. We know that that's not realistic. We know the average gay guy. Well, matter of fact, hold up. The average straight black man does not accept the gay community. Now, do they hate the gay community? No, but I'm saying they don't accept it. They don't look at that as normal. Now, is that hateful? No. But a lot of people today are too sensitive. It's like going back to race. You can't really joke about race anymore. White man can't say any fucking joke about a person of color. And some of the most funniest, most fucked up racist jokes that I've heard were from rednecks and hillbilly type niggas. So, you know, like I said, everybody is sensitive right now. Every side is sensitive. The right, the conservatives, the cuck conservatives. These like super duper 
hypocritical uh, Bible bumping holy rollers on the right, they're they're probably equal to. They're not as bad as like the radical left, but they're pretty bad. Because like with me, I always talk about it where for me, I don't consider myself a nationalist, right? But at one time, I would consider myself a nationalist. Now, I don't consider that black national. By me saying nationalist, by the way, I mean one nation. I don't mean nation of people, separate white nationalists, black nationalists. I believe I can be proud of my country like the white man is proud of the country. You see what I mean? Like any other person who lives on lives in the United States of America would be proud of and like pseudo patriotic. I don't want to say patriotic, pseudo patriotic, I guess. But when you have the big bad wolf, which is globalism. You strip away the identity of people in order to make things fair. Let me give you an example. It's a very extreme example, but it's an example nevertheless. I'm black, right? I can say black power. I'm proud of being black, et cetera, et cetera. That's acceptable. Even white people who don't like it, they got to deal with it. But in this society, if a white person were to say, I'm proud of my white heritage, I'm proud of my my family as a white man, that's considered racist. Of course it isn't, but that's kind of that kind of goes along with if you would want to connect it to nationalism. Cause like you can have a black person. Well, most black people on the left, they they hate America. And look, I don't blame them. I don't like America primarily at this point either. But there's like no form of genuine. um, There's no like. There's no real like Western chauvinism when it comes to like those on the left. It's like they cuck out. And the white people they're not proud of being white. They're ashamed of being white. They're ashamed of their European heritage, which is idiotic and stupid to me. Quite frankly, illogical. That would be like me as a black person praising and worshiping Africa. I know nothing about Africa. People claim African-American, which it's a fucking continent, so it doesn't make sense. It would almost be like, <clears throat> this is how you get rid of like color quote-unquote color and racism in this country, right? White people are European-Americans. Black people would be, quote-unquote, African-American if 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 people go by that who are melanated. And that's the country. There wouldn't be black or white or Negro-American. So you would have European-Americans, but of course, it's about America, even though with the heritage, see, this country is kind of stupid. If you think about it, <laughs> it's a cool, it's, it's, it's cool, but it's also stupid. Cause if you think, and I mentioned this before, if you watch like, um, gangs in New York, for example, 
it wasn't white people at that time. Granted, they were white. They were pretty much identical, but they were from different parts of Europe. They were from Ireland. They were from Italy. They were from Germany. And probably a little bit, I don't know if they came before or after because Asians been in this country for the longest. You just think about Chinatown. Like, When the fuck was Chinatown created? Matter of fact, let's find out. Let's just find out real quick on some high shit. According to Diversio, the Chinatown origin as we know it today dates back to 1906 in San Francisco. It began as a region on the waterfront where Chinese immigrants settled. Oh, okay. I always, uh, just because me being retarded and ignorant, I guess, I always thought it was in New York first. <clears throat> but apparently I'm wrong. I don't know why I would think that now that I think about it. Especially California. And yeah, that makes sense. But white, but uh, Asians, they've been here. But when white people got here, it was on some territorial shit. This is where like the gangsters and shit came from. You know what I'm saying? Like these Jewish, I'm not being hateful when I say this, the Jewish individuals, Murder Inc. Incorporated, like fucking a, a crew of killer Jews. Like this, that's how wicked it was back in those days, right? And they... It, it it sounds fucked up to say, but they almost united in hatred of niggas. <laughs> like they're they've united and said, okay, we all look alike. We definitely aren't dark as them. So we're white. Like I don't even know when did that even become a thing. Like when did like was that a thing then? Because everybody at that time, I mean, from Europe and in places like New York, everybody sort of just on top of one another, around the corner from one another, across the street from one another, downstairs from one another, which is still technically on top, pause. But did they identify, like when when was it that, when, when, when did Europeans who came to America sat back and said, we're white? When did that happen? I want to know. It's a high question. It's a random high episode, man. Forgot I forgot what I was even getting to with that conversation because I knew I was talking about um, race. Oh, racism! Like motherfuckers was 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 heavily racist back then amongst one another. You know the mix, the wops, the guineas. I know I know history on on a lot of those slurs. I know the origin of it. Nigga, they just connected nigga to slavery. So I don't know if that's even genuinely what it really is. I don't even know. But I don't think they're the the race thing. I don't think the race thing is really an issue. I think people who are well aware understand that if you noticed and this is how the propaganda. Uh, this is how the propaganda machine works. 
when a particular person was in office, all of these racial conflicts was taking place. We didn't have a death or we didn't have a situation similar to George Floyd. We didn't have any racial division between black and white during the time of Biden. Now, I'm not saying this to say that Biden's some peacekeeper because you guys already know how I get down. What I'm saying is they've put in or they decided to hype certain situations because they knew that there were weak-minded people, black and white, who were too ignorant to figure everything out because they're in this moment of chaos. They're in this moment of fighting for toilet paper during, you know, the CV-19 two fucking years ago. It's quite interesting, actually, because like I said, you don't you don't hear anything about what's going on with CV-19. Remember, we used to get the uh, the people who've gotten it and the cases and the deaths, the national and, you know, the worldwide body count of deaths. We don't even get that anymore. It's quite interesting. It, it, if like all people got to really do is think like that's it doesn't take much. To like literally put shit together and go, wow, this doesn't seem right. Right? It's like with, with, with the red pill, getting back into the red pill and relationships, right? You look at what is available as man, you say, wow, something doesn't seem right. A lot of these women are participating in the hookup culture, and the women that don't are actually trying to get to the bag in the same way of getting into the hookup culture. And pretty much using themselves up as as sex objects to get man's utility. I'm going to name this something that deals with utility. Because I heard, I think it was Hammerhand that I heard say it. Where it's like, where men are essentially used up as a utility. Or used up for utility. It's like women, it's, it's almost like. Bitches get their revenge on the weak-minded, low-tier guy because they've been broken down, completely uh, obliterated, vagina completely worn out, destroyed by chads. She wants to get, like, it's like almost like how bullies are. You know, like, bullies aren't going to go after the big person. The bullies go after the small person. The bullies essentially go after the underdog, the people that... The people that are looked at as essentially weaker than things like that, right? And I think women have gotten broken down, and, and and this is proof because there's tons of videos that we already talked about, where women talked about um, a couple episodes ago. Chick gets ghosted, she decides to get into a relationship with three guys, or she decides to have a rotation of three guys. They don't learn from their mistakes. They they almost double down. So when you have like the feminazis and I, and I use the term feminazis because feminist, the term feminist can be used very loosely. Right now for me to say I'm anti-feminist would be um, contradicting myself because if I believe, or if I don't care whether a woman votes or not, or if I feel that the first wave of, of feminism at that time was beneficial then that would technically still consider me, at the very least, a supporter of first wave feminism. 
But at this stage and at this wave, the radical left have completely taken over. And the promotion of women to be promiscuous is more out there now. It's out there. It's out there for the youth. Young girls are now looking at Instagram models. The young girls or the young teens are looking at these scandally clad uh, celebrity, pretty much electronic prostitutes, washed up porn stars like Lana Rhodes. And they believe that they can go that same route. For some reason, and it's always something to point out, that's never really a base conversation that, that is had by women. You, When women have these type of conversations, then it's like, okay, they, they might be based. They might be on some base shit, but you'll never hear it. But that is more of a risk than somebody like Tate, even fresh and fit, right? Which is like, eh, hit or miss for me. But even for a fresh and fit, those those will be better representations for men to listen to than the Riley Reeds and the Lana Rhodes and the IG Thoughts and the OnlyFans girls to the young teens. If you have more of what I just said, the latter, you are going to deal with a decline of genuine uh, two-parent households, family structure, which that already is already almost like taboo today talking about it. Um, you get rid of the traditional roles. You have women who are hypersensitive and will pretty much black out if they're asked if they can cook, right? Small things. It's the small things that count in these situations because it all, it all creates like a fucking snowball, you know what I'm saying? And then with the woman's promiscuity, you have birth control and just outright advertised abortions, Planned Parenthood, etc. Now, look, I stand where I stand um, socially and on a pseudo political level. But. Like, even like. At this point, we're too far gone in, in, in a sense of even if I were to say. I'm completely against abortion, which I'm not per se. It's just I'm against this blatant advertisement and these chants and bitches dancing and twerking and advertising abortions, talking about how many abortions they have and how they're proud of themselves for it. It's sickening. It's borderline demonic, if you think about it. It's like bitches celebrating death. In places like New York City at one time where b- more black babies were being were being aborted than being born, you really have to bring this shit like, and, and, and take the emotions and shit and, and throw it out. Throw away the emotion aspect. Just look at it for what it is. If you have a growing number of single men and an uprising when it comes to single women and you have a mixture of guys getting their passports like let me just say this like i'm cool with the whole like the whole passport gang shit that's something that i would want to do it's just with me personally i wouldn't advertise it publicly like i would talk about it 
on the podcast, but I wouldn't advertise it publicly or anything like that. Because, like, some of the videos are very cringe. Like, it's a group of niggas, and all they're doing is holding their passports up. And look, I get it, but it's, like, easy target for these dumb bitches to talk shit about y'all. Easy target. But then again, it's beneficial to me because I end up reacting to the shit anyway. <laughs> so, like, I, I, like, there has to be some sort of laughter or joking fashion because in a lot of situations where these women telling themselves, it's not funny when you or you notice your best friend or you notice your brother or your little cousin starts talking to bitches like this. And you already know what it's hitting for. See, it's all fun. It's all fun and games until you're personally involved with it. And I've been in situations, situations that lead me on to the solo campaign that I'm on now. I don't know. I think solo campaign. I think that's going to I think that's going to stick. That's going to be my little shtick. It's like it's pretty much covert it's pretty much like it's like covert MGTOW, but just not saying MGTOW. It's it's a solo campaign. And like it's a solo campaign just for just for the nerds and the gamers out there. It's like a solo RPG game. Like it's it's a role playing game, right? But it's like you're not playing a role, you are the role, you know what I'm saying? And you have to level up. You have to get milestones, you have to get to the next level. You have to come to a better understanding. You have to be less emotional and learn to be more logical. You can't just put yourself on one side of the spectrum without knowing any information and any background on the opposite side of the spectrum. When I talk about studying bitches and just that idea of like where like feminism that I looked at at one point as like necessary. And it was a way that and and it's a catch 22, right? Cuz like it's a way that women would get incorporated into political matters and situations like that. But it's also the sort of get out of jail, or should I say get out of the military <laughs> card. <laughs> it's a get out of military free card that she has, you know, for not being uh, required to go on the field when necessary. Now, like I said, me, I don't care either way. It's like I can I can be a type of person that supports the military for the human beings in the military without supporting the military. I hope people can understand that. It's like me respecting those who are religious, but not being religious myself. Okay, so it's it's very difficult to explain this to normies to motherfuckers who decide to categorize and isolate themselves and put themselves on that on that lack of intellectual level like no no like any conversation like this with regular fucking people it's like what's the point motherfuckers is going to ask me about the basketball game ask me about anything else going on besides the conversations that I think a lot of us need to have 
And like, I still have the pipe dreams that I've had in the beginning. Like I, I still want to have just a network, like a legit network with people who in some cases I agree with other cases. I don't just have an open discussion, not even the debate. I remember like 2018 and I, and I said this, it wasn't, it isn't the same story, but it's around the same time period of when I used to go to this bar and shit. And I used to always be around, like you can tell just by their appearance, like I'm about to really get on some Alex Jones shit. You can tell by their appearance, they're soy based, complete, loser level liberals this is what they are like they and they reveal themselves very openly so i was sitting there and me and my homeboy at the time who i used to work with it had to be like after work like maybe two hours after work because we would always head there at like five o'clock or like 4 30 because we would get off of work a little bit before three in the afternoon so i'm sitting here with 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 my boy at the time and I'm talking to him about about Trump and shit cuz like now at that time at that particular time I was looking at Trump a whole lot different now I wasn't I wasn't a Trump supporter even at that time but I was looking I was looking at him different cuz like I think most black people who went along with the identity politics who fell for like the Obama is the Messiah mindset type niggas when they realized, like, it was one of those situations where I pointed this out before. Trump would have never been considered racist if he did not question Barack Obama's uh, American citizenship. Straight up, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the birth certificate BS, Trump would have pro- probably have never been looked at as racist. And if Trump was ever looked at racist, then all of these black celebrities that are smiling with him, taking pictures with him which ended up being the same people to talk shit about him later on, right? These are all hypocrites. These are all sellouts. These are the guys that normies look at as gods and fucking, it's all idolatry, right? A lot of guys, when it comes to these fucking, you know, dating app hooker bitches, like they'll idolize these bitches. It's, 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 it's idolatry. They'll look at a hoe as a potential housewife. This is how low tier and how desperate men are. So when it comes to that that particular time, I was talking to him about how Trump was uh the whole wall shit. Like the wall shit to me was a meme in itself. It's a, it's funny. Like built and the concept makes sense. But this is as a nationalist. This isn't as a racist. I'm not speaking for a race. I'm speaking for a nation, right? Um, protecting borders and all that shit. Because you can point at a Clinton. I, you can point at a Clinton clip when he's talking about how immigration is bad. You can point at an Obama, an Obama, an Obama clip where he was pointing out how bad and had these motherfuckers in cages and shit. He was detaining way more illegal immigrants than Donald Trump. But see, they love to spin that narrative. And these dumbass, gullible niggas fall for it. It's despicable. 
This is why I believe separation in politics. Now, by saying this, I don't I don't directly step into a necessarily republic or a Republican mindset because Republicans are also um, sort of they're out of touch because they're all a part of the program. Like you got you got radicals, like you got radical left. Like the radical left would be guys that would like they they'll be the motherfuckers who, you know, start rioting. The guys are all black. I'm not gonna mention any names. I'm not even talking about BLM either. You got those guys. They're the radical left, right? They don't necessarily go along with um, a, a personal uh, political cause, but they went along with the political agenda. And on the right, you may have, like, Trump isn't a politician. So there lies another reason why a lot of guys like me, I, I would rather have him in office. He's not a politician. And as a person who wasn't a politician, um, when it came to the direct results, I mean, he was a lot better than the last three presidents. I've said that before and I say it again and I'll stand on it. I don't like, I don't like this bubble. Well, it is a bubble, but it's nothing like the manosphere, the racial, like the identity politics. And I'm getting back to the bar story too, with this fucking liberal that just randomly came up and sat down. So, <laughs> all right, so I'm talking to him about the wall and shit, and I'm laughing and whatever, and his dude, he sits down, and, like, his appearance, he almost looked like a duck, like how his face was shaped, terrible jawline, like, he, he had a fat face, but, like, I wouldn't even say muscular pause. Like he just, he looked like, he looked like a typical loser level, a loser level liberal. That's what he looked like. So he sits down and I'm still laughing. Right. And he, he, he goes, so man, would you, would you rather have him than Obama? And then I looked at him the way that I looked at him. Cause it caught me off guard. Number one, number two, I don't like, people I don't know just randomly initiating a conversation with me without eye contact or without any um, any indication that I know you're there and you're about to see something. You're about to say something because I'm looking at you. Okay? Now, I turn and look at him and I go, nah, man, I think Trump is alright. <laughs> and it wasn't even like and motherfuckers could verify I was trolling Trump back in 2016 and I didn't even give a fuck about who won. I thought that at that time I knew that if Hillary got into office, shit would have been a whole lot worse than what it is now back then. And that's the reason why a majority of women didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. So that should tell you something. I think they had something where like a poll or like majority of women voted for Trump on both, well, I think on both terms. I could be incorrect. Smoking the rest of his fucking joint. So yeah, I told him, 
No, nah, I mean, you know, Trump's Trump's all right. And the way he looked at me, because it's like these people, they don't want, like, they don't want you. And I generally believe this. I don't think this is, this is a race-related issue, but I don't look at all white people like this. But there are whites on the left that will look at you funny. Because, like, they, they believe that, in the way that black people believe it, that you are just automatically aligned with them. You are aligned with the Rainbow Mafia. You're aligned with the, uh, the to the Decepticons and the Transformers because you are black and they believe you go along with the narrative that the media tells you because you are black and they expect you to vote Democratic because you are black. <laughs> I like I like the spinning the narrative on these motherfuckers. I like to sit... Like I said, in most cases, when motherfuckers start having these type of discussions, I'll just play dumb. Meanwhile, I'm just observing. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when you start talking some real base shit and you're you're speaking on, like, an economical level, whites on the left, they don't like that shit. They look at you as uppity. You're uppity, nigga. So they automatically assume that you're aligned to the conservative aspect or Republican. But I used to have I used to have arguments about politics with white people all the time, because like where I'm at in Jersey, I mean it's in Jersey. Like, come on, super left. It's like mega left out here. So like, these people literally expect you. Like, it's like the white people who would never conversate with a black person will never even walk on the same side of a street as a black person has a, has a fucking black lives matter flag in front of their house. Like get the fuck out of here. Like that's pandering. Like I understand that shit. That's fucking pandering. And plus all these, all these feminazis align to the left. So I can never, I can never be on the same page as them. I will say that again. I'll never be on the same page as the feminazi. Because remember, I just stated if I could acknowledge that I don't care about the 19th amendment, I would be considered first wave feminist. So therefore, every woman, most most women in this country are feminists. Now, do they have the same feminazi programming? Probably not. But if it's women today going on these hookup baps, being told that they can sleep around and do what they want, it's their body, their choice, yeah, they're running wild. And I tell people, like, the the politics, the political discussion, it is connected to the pill perspective, regardless of how, like, Yeah, you can shy away from it and and constantly talk about dating, corny, goofy shit like that. But it's like, all right, you're talking about a new wave of feminazis, right? Far left, radical left. Based based purely through the Democratic Party. Now, now don't get me wrong. You got trad thoughts. They're doing the same shit. But that's like... That's like their genetic makeup. Like they're not, they're not solely based when it comes to like the traditional aspect of men and women. A lot of these women who are talking conservative, 
These bitches had their party years. They did the same thing that bitches on the left did. It's just some of these women figured out that if they're able to trick a man into believing her made-up exterior of being traditional and caring about men, it's going to bring her more views. I'm not saying this about anybody in particular, but when I say like trad thoughts, I mean, I mean, Tommy Lauren can be mentioned. I mean, she's, she's, she's fuckable. Don't get me wrong. People don't understand this shit, right? So because I'm a man, I can despise what a woman's talking about and what a woman stands for, but I'd probably still fuck her. In fact, I know I'd still fuck her. Would I start anything with anything of that caliber? Negative. No. But a lot of these women, and it's not like, it's hard to, it's hard to say it without sounding spiteful, but their looks, their, their looks is their primary weapon. A woman's looks is her primary weapon. A man's actions is his primary weapon. Like, yeah, granted, nigga gotta, he gotta look clean too, presentable too. But in the long run, it's like, okay, what actions are you making? What can you provide in the long run, et cetera, et cetera. All the bitch gotta do is just appear there, look, look presentable, and not be a cunt. Bam. She gonna have her, she gonna have her selection just like that. Even quicker if it's on online dating apps. <laughs> Even quicker. Even faster. I didn't realize it's 11.45 right now, almost quarter to midnight, already an hour in. Isn't that something? Holy shit. I was going to play the Black Ram 313 video, but shit, let me just finish this conversation. Um, You know, this this entire like like male space shit, right? And like, I call it the male space because like a lot of guys will separate the manosphere from red pill. So apparently there's a division within that. Me personally, it is what it is. I don't give a fuck. See what I mean? Like I said, um, black pill content creators, red pill content creators. We go through a lot of purple pill, a lot of normie reactions or uh, um, sort of a normie perspective of the red pill, blue pill, black pill shit. Because like I said, this is a podcast for normies. When I when I heard about this shit, I like I kind of I understood right away. It's just I was kind of blown away that I didn't know about it earlier. But I guess it, there wasn't as much. Maybe there wasn't as much traction. I don't know. Because when I heard about this shit first, it was probably. Cause there's a lot of there's a lot of content creators now that I think about it. Like it's a Gundam. I think I played maybe a couple of his clips on this podcast before. And Howard Dare. And there was a I think MGTOW Universe. That was like the the black MGTOW sort of channel right there. And then O'Shea Duke Jackson. 
So when I started listening to these to these motherfuckers, it was like that, you know. And my 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 first response to like MGTOW was, you know, like who the fuck are these niggas? Like it just it, it sounded like some weirdo shit to me at first. I was instantly on the defense of and, and and I did the same thing that I criticize people for doing now when it comes to this talking point. I only looked at one or two content creators and judged the entire space off of them. In which those guys, I'm not even going to mention their names, those guys weren't even looked at as MGTOW in the long run going forward. But, you know, having your misconceptions and being able to come to an understanding I think that's more beneficial than it acting like you never said it or acting like you never had that um, feeling about it. But the red pill today is like a social bubble in a way that politics are for black people, like for black people in this country, you're expected to be in that liberal bubble. You're expected to be looked at as a victim, right? Or you're looked at as lesser than, by those who are established on the left. Now, I'm not, when I say those who are established, I mean those in high places. The average white man is probably going through the same thing you're going through. Minus, because my, like, what would their perspective of race be? You ever thought about that? Like, in a country where, by numbers, they're already superior through, um, you know, by populate uh, by their uh, demographic, excuse me. You know they're already. I wouldn't say dominant, but I would say superior when it comes to numbers. That's why I always laugh. Niggas talk about like race wars and shit. Like yo, what if a race war broke out? You don't understand how outnumbered motherfuckers would be. And what? And ask yourself this question too. I've always wondered. Like, let's say a race war did take place, right? Would there be, like, certain groups? I wouldn't even say uh, race because Hispanic is not a race. Um, Like, what would Hispanics fall in? Would it be the light skin or the more uh, Caucasoid-like Hispanic side with whites? And then the dark skin, sort of Dominican niggas, shout out to my Dominican niggas. They they side with blacks. Like what how would that go? Like it, it's just weird questions. Like we we are outnumbered. But I don't look at race and separation. Like I said, I look at politics and separation. A lot of blacks on the left, a lot of blacks on the left they're going to automatically assume that you are a coon. They will automatically jump to name calling like Uncle Tom. But these are the same guys that clapped and that cheered when Will Smith got up and slapped Chris Rock in the face. These guys are fucking simps and cucks by default. It's fucking embarrassing. Niggas step up. See, niggas like me, personally, I don't, I I look at this thing on multiple different dimensions. Like, it's not just two-dimensional to me. I'm on, like, the fifth dimension with this shit. 
like, because the red pill bubble, which I was originally getting into, there's no balance, right? So you just saying your quote unquote red pill, that can mean a multitude of things. It can mean that you may just be like a regular content creator. You may just be a nigga like me who talks shit about his experiences and connection to other things. Um, You may be a nigga that's out here on some piss poor prototype PUA shit. You got a PUA perspective. You're out here trying to sell game. You can be a guy who's talking about getting in shape, going to the gym, bettering yourself. You're getting closer into my perspective of self-development and things of that nature. Like, or you could be MGTOW and still acknowledge and be a part of that, that red pill space where you come to an understanding, guys like me, who goes by more or less the red pill perspective, can still acknowledge the MGTOW philosophies without personally considering myself MGTOW. And I'm not doing that in fear of whatever, whatever, because I can already consider my shit red pill. I don't give a fuck. I've already stated that I'm anti-feminazi. This wave of feminism is unacceptable. Like I stated before, first wave, absolutely. Okay? If that's what y'all want to hear, I'll chill. Like I said, I'm chilling for bitches on this episode. If that's what y'all want to hear, First Amendment, fine. This wave of feminism is not only destroying the women, it's destroying, um, I mean, really, it's it's the cause and effect. It's them making their decisions to go out there and be on the cock carousel, you know, be on the social media, um, not even social media, the dating app, meat market. Hook up with random men either become single mothers because of that or become miserable because they never had a chance to become a mother and settle down. And somehow the angry feminazi will blame men. Now, I know a lot of women would say, but you're almost blaming women. Absolutely. The guys who become the fuckboys, the guys who become savages when it comes to bagging and bodying bitches sexually. I'm not using any violent terminologies to connect anything negatively. These guys who become whoremongers in a lot of ways and pretty much borderline PUA type guys, but guys who actually get pussy. Like these are guys who don't pay for it. These are guys that really go out there to bars and clubs, hook up with bitches, et cetera, et cetera. And he, and the funny thing is, I knew guys like this, right? But they weren't braggadocious. Like, these guys were humble. They, Unless you would ask him, like, you know, or if you tell him he doesn't get bitches, then he'll flex on you. But he doesn't bring that shit up. You know, like a stereotypical, piss-poor, prototype, jabroni, curtain-jerking, jobber PUA. Right? But that bubble, which which can be beneficial, I go here, there, everywhere. 
This is why I know about the piss poor PUAs. This is why I know about the female dating roaches. This is why I know about the heavy hitters within the Crimson Capsule that don't sugarcoat and don't bullshit. Of course, those people aren't going to be as popular as the grifters on the top. A lot of these guys, very egotistical. A lot of these guys, it's, yeah, a lot of these guys are very egotistical. Where it's like, motherfuckers do not like to give each other props. <laughs> like, a motherfucker, like, I've, I've noticed, like, when, when people react to certain videos, they don't even mention the content creator who they get the video from. Like, to me, that's always been some, like, some real, like, slime ball shit. Like, who, who would do that? Who would do that? But I don't know. That the whole bubble for me is like I, I go wherever the fuck I want to go. I'll listen to whatever content creator I want to listen to. I enjoy a rant. I bring this up on occasion. I rant a lot here. I practically spent this episode not going through videos only because I haven't done it in a while. And I wanted to have this random discussion. I can't, I won't put myself in a predicament where, or in, in a situation where um, I look at this space or I look at these conversations as hateful or as toxic. Like, I won't be one of those, like, in the future, um, former red pill, former manosphere guy, slanders, etc. No, I'm not going to do that. I do think there's a lot of there's a lot of cringe going on out here in these streets. Whole lot of cringe, for sure, without a doubt. Um, that can be within what people would consider to be the red pill, which is really just prototype piss poor PUAs who get STDs and fuck transformers, or it's a female dating roach that tells you you can get with the hottest women and do all this and that. All you got to do is go along with her program and. You'll have guaranteed results. Or I wouldn't consider myself a heavy hitter. But when it comes to just talking shit off the top, like I don't have a script. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't have notes. When I have notes, it's usually percentages and it's usually articles or something like that. Like I don't write notes for the show. Um, I may come up with a title to the show. And then off of that title, I can look up certain videos like um, lack of accountability, for example, or um, women telling on themselves or uh, the idea of where I've gotten make it make sense or not even make it make sense. Um, what was the other one I did? <clears throat> all not not all washed up because uh, Austria D shout out to Austria D. He got a series called All Washed Up. And he talks about um, ran down porn stars who who talk about, you know, getting fucking STDs and, um, you know, the porn industry and all the shit she went through and how she plays victim at the end of the day and how she vilifies all the men in the porn industry. But she never takes accountability that she was the one that was desperate enough for money to put herself out there as an electronic prostitute. And a glorified cum guzzler. Yeah. 
that's that's kind of where it breaks down to. Look, I don't like for me. Yeah, it's funny. I I think it's funny personally. I don't. It's it's you get to a point. I think a lot of men can relate to this. You get to a point where it's like you know that your problems doesn't mean anything compared to a woman's problems. Whatever you're going through doesn't mean shit to most women. But whatever they go through, they project that. And they expect you to care about their problems. When you look at quote-unquote friend zone type guys, it's the woman that can still benefit from that man without her doing anything. It's the man that gets no benefit. The woman, like I've stated in previous episodes, uses up the man as the emotional tampon, uses up the man for free rides, uses up the man for free meals, uses up the man to go places. And she knows at the end of the day, she doesn't owe that nigga shit. She doesn't owe him nothing. She got a free ride. She got a free meal. She went to her favorite concert on this so-called friend, a.k.a. the nigga that she's fucking using. But that's never seen as that. Men like myself would actually be questioned for even looking at things from that perspective because it's more realistic. Right? What benefit does a man have in being friends with a woman? Can he truly say what's on his mind around that woman? Um, Will that woman end up using that shit, anything personal, anything confidential to her as a weapon or use that against him? Because a lot of women are just known for being vindictive. But yeah, it's officially Black Friday. It's 12.02 a.m. And I think I'm about to wrap this shit up for today because, you know, it's technically past midnight. So as I always say, it's the beginning technically of another day. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your little Thanksgiving. You know, I had a couple plates and shit, so I'm, I'm cool kicking back. But in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with a random um, long overdue type of episode. I may start doing this shit more. Just rant. I haven't rant. I haven't done an episode where I purely based my energy in just ranting. Like no videos, no reactions, just random borderline retarded things going on in my head. But anyway, get ready to wrap this shit up. So I'm out. Peace.